Radiating from the heart of America and stretching from coast to coast and border to border, welcome to On Radio, the wireless industry's weekly download coming straight from the builders and newsmakers of everything wireless. Your host is Jim Tracy, and this is On Radio. Hey folks, here we are again to talk for another week with Officer Noah Deer, and uh, grateful we are that he joined us on radio. Well, you're like a uh, cop, detective, sniper, undercover, experienced, all that stuff. You're going to probably, you're, you're the kind of guy who's going to want to run into that um, and and say, hey, we're going to, we're going to, like, you run, you like run towards gunfire, okay? I, I, I don't necessarily think everybody built that way, and so... How, how do you know when to roll up and get out if you're just a tower guy? Yeah, I would think, and that's all a personal decision too, right? And I think you're the type of person too, just knowing you for as long as I have, that if you hear gunfire and there's something that you could do about it to help with that situation, you probably would. Yeah. Um, so just as far as making that personal decision on whether or not you're going to help. Um, if you do help, then make sure that you're completely identifiable and you're calling in and, yeah. you're, you know, you're saying, you know, who you are, give a description of, of what you, what you're wearing, what you're doing, maybe have somebody who's with you call. Yeah. But, uh, as far as rolling up and just, I think most, most cases, barring some sort of like active shooter or something like that, you do have to just kind of call it in and, just Get be out. a really, really good witness. Yeah. Um, That's what these are for. That you're taking pictures now, right? I was just going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, I've, every phone has a camera now and um, it seems like every person is doing <clears throat> the craziest interactions. So um, yeah, that's a great, that's a great way to be a good witness is recorded if you can. Yeah. Nothing's private anymore. Um, yep. uh, so, uh, so when we get into the night ops, the area night ops, which you spend a lot of time doing, um, I, I, I coach guys, but I don't know if I'm coaching them right. So I, I, I tell them to use their headlights, uh, number one, be aware before they get there. But, uh, so pre-arrival, I mean, what do you call that? Recon? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so, but you should use the, you should use the headlights to sweep the site. I mean, to, to look through into the back corners because, you know, there might be somebody over the fence. Uh, look for, I mean, if the gate's unlocked, I mean, you're... Well, they've got a, they've got a tent in there going. and they've set yeah. up here and there's a campfire and, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're there's, stealing there's copper. Pretty, yeah, that, then there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah and so we, we base a lot of these situations, but at night especially, make sure that you're sweeping the, the entire compound and, and maybe do a couple of passes, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think another thing too is, uh, I remember certain sites in Seattle that would require, um, you know, guys up on the roof or on the tower that sit on the roof or they're on a tower yeah. in Seattle where it would be one guy down at the bottom. Right. Uh, kind of, um, running tests and, and doing all that. Uh, yeah. Like looking back now and then looking at the times today, I would almost say you probably should maybe have two, you know, just power and numbers. I do remember a, a rooftop site in Seattle at nighttime. Um, I had to run to the truck 
And I remember going through the building down to the city or the city street where the truck was. And then I came out to kind of a transient that looked maybe had some mental health compromises going on. Um, uncomfortable situation for me at the time. I wasn't trained to deal with that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Had there been, I mean, and I'm a pretty big guy. Yeah. Uh, had there been a second person, then maybe that would be better. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. At least as far as don't de-escalation. Do very wasn't. much climbing at night anymore. So that that's can be alleviated, but there are situations where we have to. So there's some your pretty... counsel is like, don't go alone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then uh, another thing too, is we're getting a lot of uh, vehicle prowls. And I thinking back to all of the equipment that we had in those trucks and probably <laughs> still do the amount yeah. of money that is in those trucks. Uh, Staggering. Yeah. And, and, and you, you're really looking at property and like, what is it worth to me? If somebody's in the back of my truck, when I come down from a rooftop, do I really need to get involved with that person or can I be a good witness, record them, confront them if I yeah. feel that I can, or if I have another person with me? Um, yeah. But I mean, first, uh, first dials nine one one, right? Like yeah, get for the sure. good guys coming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah. And then I think I'd almost like, depending upon what I have in those trucks, maybe the drop your drop my equipment off that I'm going to need and then go pay to park in a parking garage or somewhere. It's a yeah. little more secure. Yeah. 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 And the guy in the back of that truck has already got a shovel, right? And so even if he's- Oh yeah, for sure. Or a, he, or a spud wrench, right? Or a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tower guy dies from flying spud wrench used as a, yeah, that would be a bad- that And would he's be not a bad screaming heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, are there, are there, uh, I mean, what, uh, what kind of gang risk, uh, I mean, in, in an urban environment, I mean, uh, for starters, we're enabling their communication. So we're probably the good guys, but, uh, there's some bad gang risks, aren't there? How do you spot those? Um, I think, uh, yeah, it's very hit and miss. Um, there was a time where gangs would fly their colors and they would, you know, they'd, they'd kind of have their rags and <clears throat> now we're kind of at like a, at least up here in the Pacific Northwest, we're kind of at a point where it's not so much as like I'm flying these colors, but more uh -huh. of a, it's really like we see it mostly on social media, like a lot of the affiliation and the representation. And then, uh, so it's, it, it's actually pretty tough. Um, I mean, you'll still have, you'll still have certain identifiers that you can pick up on that, you know, that he's got a red bandana hanging out of his, you know, pocket or, yeah. or, or whatever. Right. Well, um, yeah. So that's, it's actually kind of hard to, um, and I'm not a gang cop. Uh, yeah. but I've like, I've been doing this for a while. Uh, but it's, um, it's not that's as prevalent. On our podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's not as prevalent or as conspicuous as it used to be. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. uh, is there a way to assess that risk prior to going to a site? Um, yeah, that's a good one. Like, I think, cause I, you can't pull, like, you can't really pull crime data and that's not something that you're going to do for every site that you work on. Um, yeah, for sure. Or, you know, or, you know, uh, 
<clears throat> one of the carriers is going to do. They're not going to go yeah. through. You're going to have to PDR GIS data and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, Just be aware. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking back to times where I would go outside of uh, kind of my known area where I knew what was going on, like Seattle. I don't know uh-huh. that I would be able to, other than it being Seattle, uh, I don't yeah. know that I would be able to say, oh, this neighborhood's bad. I guess I just assume when I go to Seattle that everything's bad. Yeah. Um, well, urban environment, be aware. Um, and, and so when you're, when you're, when you're going up, uh, and you're, uh, I mean, I use aviation as an example a lot because we have to do lots of little course corrections all the time. And, and, uh, there's two things that can get you. Number one, you're uh, laser focused on a single task and you start forgetting others to do other stuff because you have fixation going on on a single task. Tunnel Where vision. Where folks are out on site. Yeah, exactly. Tunnel vision. Yep. And and if you're, I mean, if you're looking at a set of sweep gear and not paying attention on to what's around you, that is a good example of fixation. So that fixation, when you talk about a second person uh, being on site, that's really good counsel. Um, and and the other one is task saturation. When you just got, I mean, we all got too much to do today, right? Yep. So you got way too much to do. You got way too much going on and you get a little bit scattered and you're looking at all your stuff, all of this stuff, rather than maybe what's behind you. So um, in these urban environments, when we, when we come up to the, I mean, I can't stress, and I think you're going to agree with me, how important it is to know um, know what you're getting into, and and like like you're. I mean, what what did you used to do? You walk in, you're going up to a site, and you ha- you have to stay situationally aware. But you pull up to that site, and all of a sudden you look up, and there's not a lock on. Yeah, and that's um, <clears throat> just as far as staying. Uh, kind of not dividing our attention. You, you, you talked about task saturation, um, which is super big uh, in law enforcement. We don't want to saturate ourselves with too many tasks. Um, yeah, we have to be able to micro, uh, we have to be able to multitask. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to saturate with so many tasks that all of these little yeah. tasks, I'm doing a really crappy job of doing them. Yeah. Whereas opposed to if I focused on a small handful of them, I can do them well. Uh, and then the tunnel vision as far as a lock, right? So we come up to a site and we notice that the lock's been cut and the gates may be partially open. Yeah. You would think, you should you notice know what, that while we're still in the truck. What's that? We should be training ourselves to look for that while we're still in the truck prior to popping the door, you know? You're still yeah, sitting sure. in a locked truck. Yep. And then... Also, like, don't be so focused on that gate, right? Like, just because the gate's open doesn't mean that they haven't left or whoever opened it isn't behind you waiting for you to get out and look at the gate that's open, right? Um, Oh, yeah. Just kind of not being so focused on one thing and Uh uh, kind of keep your head up and maintain a, a kind of a... 360 perspective of the site and you know for having something like to check your six yeah for sure um yeah and i would uh you know i'd probably get out and kind of walk around the site before i went inside and then go inside yeah for sure 
Um, any counsel that you could provide, I wish we could bottle your experience and, and like, and, and like, uh, uh, get, put, put, put a, put a jug of that experience in each truck, but we can't. So give us counsel about how to, uh, how to stay safe out there from a, from a uh, law enforcement perspective. I think, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can do, uh, just kind of stay current with kind of what's going on you know, the trend, the crime trends and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think that, like I said, we need to be pulling crime data, uh, for local areas yeah. on every single site that we go to, you know, there's, there's plenty. I just make sure that we're keeping ourselves safe yeah. over, uh, equipment and property. Um, yeah. I know that, um, yeah, we have a job to do and, uh, We don't, we, we want to do that job and, it, you know, if something's in the way that we're going to handle it and we're going to do our job, but at the same time, we have to put the, put value on certain things. Um, uh-huh. And me, like I said, inter- if I were to kind of interject with somebody that has, you know, some nefarious activity going on around a site that we get to, then um, maybe I call it off and I go back tomorrow or I, you know, I yeah. call them if I wanted and reschedule sure. it. Right. Um, you know, some of the stuff that we get hooked up in is not cool because there's, you know, there's storms. I mean, we, we, we don't run towards a gunfire, but we have to run towards the storms. And, and a lot of times we're toting generators around and those are really popular when the power's out. And, uh, and then we have to carry fuel, which, um, which now is actually, you know, kind of an expensive commodity. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, when we're, when we're getting to sites, um, uh, What's your best advice on really staying situationally where in those type of environments where uh, if if somebody's out and about, it's they're either restoring power communications or they're probably not up to any good thing? Yeah, I remember we had a storm, I think, uh, man, like 2000, 2000, maybe four, five. Oh boy, you're dating yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I, I remember camping out on Mercer Island with gas, with diesel fuel for generators to keep uh, a site running for like two days. Yeah. Um, and thinking about that now, luckily we didn't have anything happen. I mean, and then, <laughs> it, you know, nobody tried to take our fuel or anything like that. But um, I think if you do uh, just... I think if you came across somebody who was trying to steal your fuel or trying to like, just like I said, be a good witness. My life isn't worth the five gallon, you know, gas can. Chug of fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Um, I mean, but we can obviously do things to, uh, kind of deter those things. Like maybe don't make it so conspicuous. Like don't leave it Uh sitting out. Don't leave my, you know, diesel sitting on the back of my truck. Uh, don't leave my tools sitting in the back of the truck. Uh, make sure yeah. you have things locked. Um, make sure you're not leaving stuff inside your trucks, inside, you know, like visible through yeah. the windows. Um, and I, me personally, I park a few cars in my driveway and I live in a place that doesn't necessarily see uh, a lot of crime, but I come to work every day and I see it. Um, so I'm naturally more kind of aware, even though yeah. my neighborhood uh, doesn't necessarily see the crime. I, yeah. my cars in my driveway are all unlocked. Uh, 
So if you know where I live, you can come check my farm. Um, All right. I'm coming to your house. You won't find anything in it. (laughs) They're empty. Yeah. So uh, when, when, if you were doing a site these days um, and you're going to spend some time there, um, would you back in to the site? um, That's something that as as a police officer, that's something you want to have a quick avenue of uh, not escape, but uh, egress. Egress. (laughs) Yeah. everywhere even in my personal vehicles i back in everywhere now and i think it's just habit uh-huh and 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 the purpose behind that is get out quack get out fast yeah if i go to a call that's you know say i go to a, a shoplift at the town center or something usually i park in the fire lane but uh if i go <laughs> to you know a a call where i have to park in a parking spot and i'll back in um if a, a more high priority call comes out that allows me to just get in and go. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, what else can you, what else can you help our guys with? They're, they're, uh, they're dying for some of your experience. Yeah. I, th- I think if, when we get into like personal protection and stuff, uh, there's, there's courses, um, and I don't know, I'm not advocating for folks to go get guns, but if you choose to, then I would say, uh, as far as a personal protection goes, make sure that you're not just going and buying a firearm and carrying it yeah. around. Uh, make sure that you're trying to get, or at least you're you're practicing with it. You're going to training with it. There's plenty you can get sure. on Google and just look up, uh, you know, firearms training for civilians. It's everywhere. I mean, uh-huh. um, and yeah, just like personal defense classes, um, just make sure if that's what, you know, kind of you want to do and you've decided that, yeah, I, I, I would say that, you know, personal defense classes just in general are good, um, yeah. for anybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, just make sure you're getting the training and you're not going out and like, yeah. we learn how to drive a car before we actually drive get to drive a car yeah right like you take a class and you go you get tested and um to drive a car so i think uh that if you are going to carry then just make sure you're trying to uh, get the classes and and become a yeah. student yeah. be legal be trained and yep. uh and make sure you know what you're doing yeah and be safe good, that's good what counsel. it's all about the, the training isn't about, you know, it's the training is more about just being safe with. Yeah. With your equipment. <clears throat> yeah. And, and, and also I would say that if you can't run a mile, um, you probably shouldn't be running into a fight. And so you better be in a little bit of good shape. And, uh, if, 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 if you can't, uh, if, if you can't run away from somebody, then don't, uh, don't, don't try and get after them. Yeah. I don't uh, have to be the best. There fighter. might be just four of be them. Fastest. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Well, Noah, I, I want to say thank you for your time as a, uh, for starters, as a friend, but, but, but especially for your time in the service. Thank you for your service um, in the, in the United States Army. Thank you for being a uh, tower guy. You were a great one. And we have tried to try uh, folks. I've tried to hire him back about a dozen times and it's never working, but Maybe hopefully he day. can retire. <laughs> he can, he can retire and come to work in a, uh, in a more civil atmosphere. Nine and, more uh, years. But, yeah. Oh boy. So uh so let's let's uh let's let's uh, also say thank you for 
keeping keeping uh, keeping that urban environment safe. And uh, and uh, thanks for being a great friend. And Noah, thanks for joining us on radio. It's been terrific having you as a guest. We sure appreciate you. Um, Wireless family, as we move forward, let's all choose safety today. This is Jim, and I am out. Thanks for tuning in today, and join us every week. Tell your people to listen in and subscribe to On Radio, the voice of everything wireless.